So in this story, um, I had told my husband, this thing fell off. Our alarm's not setting properly. Is it possible for you to reattach this? He said, absolutely. I'm happy to do it. Well, like two, three days went on, right? And the alarm sensor was still not there. So I followed up. Hey, babe, have you had a chance to do it? Oh, no, I forgot. I'm so sorry. No worries. Do you think you might be able to get to it tomorrow? Yeah. When I get home from work, I'll do that. Guess what? Came home from work. It still wasn't done. The sensor still wasn't added. And I could start noticing me, like just observing me that I could have like, here it is. He says he's going to do and he's not done. You know, he doesn't value me and my time and my needs as much as he values his. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be back with you another week. And if you missed last week, you will want to take a listen because we talked about well-being and the relationship with you in regards to relationship with you. So make sure you check that episode out. This week, we are going to continue our theme of well-being and in relation to marriage and how we can really work on improving our well-being when it comes to our marriage, okay? So last week, I shared with you what well-being is, and I gave you a definition of a state of being comfortable, healthy, or happy. It includes having good mental health, high life satisfaction, a sense of meaning and purpose, and what I think is most important, the ability to manage stress, okay? So that's how I was defining well-being. And this week, that same definition is at play, and we're going to focus on well-being in our marriage, in the relationship we have with our partner and spouse and and really how we can work to improve that. So let me start by asking you some questions. How is your marital well-being? Are you too busy doing all the things to connect with your spouse? You know, maybe you you feel safer or you feel more in control or maybe less contention when you're focused on doing all of the things and less about connection with your spouse. Or maybe do you see your spouse as, and I'm going to do air quotes here, another thing to handle or another thing to deal with, okay? 
I can raise my hand to that. I used to live from that place. I, I would jokingly say, I have five children, right? Because I was managing everyone's schedules and taking care of and doing all of the things that I truly was looping my spouse into the mix of another thing to handle. There's another aspect of that. Or maybe you are just constantly frustrated with the way things are with your spouse, the way he shows up with you or she shows up with you and you think it should be different. You think they should be different. If any of those things speak to you, this is an episode you want to listen to because I'm going to share with you three key principles um, and how you can apply them into your life. And I want to start with principle one, and that is the way you think about your spouse will be your experience with them. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. The way you think about your spouse will be your experience with them. So I'm going to share with you guys my own personal experience here with my own spouse, okay? And I share these experiences, you guys, not to paint my partner in any particular um, image because my husband is amazing and I love him dearly. And I know we learn through experience. You can learn this better when you understand how it's applicable in the day-to-day. And so I'm going to share experiences with you, as I have always on this podcast, um, points of time in my past, in my more recent present moment, like whatever it is, I'm going to share with you because I want to really paint the picture of these shifts that you can make that can really change the way you experience your relationships. Okay. And this first one that I shared with you, this principle of the way you think about your spouse will be your experience with them is real. You guys, it is absolutely real. And notice if we're talking about the thinking, it is going on between the ears. Okay. So this goes back to one of those dimensions of well-being. It is the intellectual aspect. Okay. And this very much so ties closely to the emotional. So when we're thinking, or we have these stories or these meanings and interpretations of what our spouse is doing or not doing, it creates our experience. I have had struggles in my relationship. Um, I'm going to go back about five years where (laughs) I had this belief that based on the things that my husband would do, I thought he only did the things that were important to him. I would request things. I would make asks. And I felt as though they were often forgotten or ignored. But when it was something that I perceived was important to him, it was something he did, okay? Researching a trip, researching which school to go to, the the type of cars to purchase, trucks to purchase. Like if it was important to him, I would notice that he would do it. And if it was an ask that I had, that again, sometimes it would be forgotten or even ignored. And I'm going to tell you, I would be frustrated. I would be angered. And I lived in resentment of my spouse, all of which didn't serve me. It didn't feel good to me. I can go to 
a place of having the alarm sensor fall off our sliding glass door. And I would ask my husband because it required the bigger ladder because we have tall doorways for him to bring in. And I remember making this request because it would make it so our alarm system had to bypass a sensor. And so I was like, oh, we're not protected in this way. So I really wanted this sensor to get back on the door. So I felt secure in my home as I'm sleeping at night. And so I made the request to my husband. I'm going to tell you guys, it took a week for this sensor to get back on. And it wasn't, I'm going to tell you, old Lindsay, okay? Lindsay, five, six years ago, would have been angered and frustrated and would have said unkind things to my husband to try to get him to do something. And it wasn't serving. It didn't serve in my relationship. Instead, I would start noticing like, okay, how can I help my man be successful in this? And I'd ask him, can you believe that? Can you believe you can actually ask your spouse how you can help them be more successful in completing this request, especially if you've gotten the yes. Okay. So in this story, um, I had told my husband, this thing fell off. Our alarm's not setting properly. Is it possible for you to reattach this? He said, absolutely. I'm happy to do it. Well, like two, three days went on and the alarm sensor was still not there. So I followed up. Hey babe, have you had a chance to do it? Oh no, I forgot. I'm so sorry. No worries. Do you think you might be able to get to it tomorrow? Yeah. When I get home from work, I'll do that. Guess what? Came home from work. Still wasn't done. The sensor still wasn't added. And I could start noticing me, just observing me. Here it is. He says he's going to do and he's not done. You know, he doesn't value me and my time and my needs as much as he values his. These were some of the thoughts that I had, and I could notice that emotional response of frustration and anger show up. And I know that's not the case with my husband. My husband loves to make me happy, wants to make me happy. And so having this other follow-up, hey, babe, I noticed you didn't get that on. You know, is there something I can do to help you? He's like, you know what, Lindsay, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And he set an alarm. He talked into his phone. He set an alarm for the next morning. He's like, I will have it up for you before I leave for work. Guess what? He did. That alarm went off. It reminded him and he set it up. So it was connected to our system again. That's what I'm talking about. Notice the thoughts that I would have had from what, five, six years back, Lindsay, compared to today, Lindsay. And that was the dynamic that was going on here. If I think about my spouse in a particular way, that I'm not important enough, he doesn't care enough, he doesn't value me. Like if I have these thoughts about him, because those are the meanings I'm assigning his actions or inactions, then that's the way I experience him. And when I know, and I want you guys to know this is true, hands down for all men, they want to make you happy. They get lit up when they can make you happy. And when it becomes impossible for them to make you happy, it's deflating. They find other ways in order to make people happy. Not going to lie, you guys, this is why my husband would stay long hours at work because he was getting appreciated there whereas he wasn't at home. This matters. And it's all about a shift 
that needs to go on in your inner dialogue, the meanings you assign his actions or inactions, the interpretations you assign. Ask yourself, are you building your relationship up or are you tearing it down? Are you building it up with the way you think about your spouse or are you tearing it down? This is going to have a big impact on the relationship you have with your spouse, the way you interact. Here's another principle. Marriage is about becoming one together as a team, as a help meet. It means, I'm going to tell you guys, old Lindsay, (laughs) five, six-year-old plus Lindsay um, years back, really did believe that marriage was about a 50-50 relationship. I do half of it. He does half of it. This is how we make up that 100%. And compromise is a part of it. This is what I believed. We got to figure out ways on how we can compromise to meet what we can come together on in the middle. I can't be all the way happy. He can't be all the way happy. So how do we meet in the middle by compromising what we both want to come to a middle ground? I believed this. And again, it results in anger, frustration, and resentments, none of which is going to bring well-being into your marital relationship. My husband and work and schooling. I swear since our first child was born, there has been an aspect of school that's been going on in addition to him working full-time. He is a very busy person. I worked full-time up till I think the last two and a half years, almost three years now, I worked full-time in corporate America to provide for our family with the support of my husband as well. And now that I am home and I'm working on my own business at home, my husband's going back to school right now. He's back into the school dynamics. He works a very high demand job in the hospital, especially with COVID that's been going on and him running an ICU unit at one of the hospitals here. He is a busy person and he's very loyal. Love that quality about my husband. He wants to give and serve. He wants to help people. It is an amazing attribute that he has. And we have four kids and I'm trying to grow and build a business. And these four kids are growing up and in various activities and needing to be shuffled to different places. I used to observe this dynamic, especially when I was working and before I had the skill sets and tool sets to experience relationship differently. I lived in this, okay, everything's on me. I have to get it done or it never gets done or it won't get done. No one ever helps around here. He never helps. He's never around to help. I would have this story again. This kind of ties back to the first principle that the way you think about your spouse is how you experience them. This is what created the anger and frustration and resentments. And it doesn't feel good. If there was something I would ask my spouse to do, like help clean up dinner dishes, and I have my own way in which I think need things need to be done, an order in which things need to be done. It makes sense to me. It's very logical to me. I have children and spouse included that just take action on whatever it is that they're seeing and not necessarily in an order that I think. So my husband would go grab the broom And I would be putting the dishes in the dishwasher and the counters hadn't been wiped down. And he would be sweeping 
And I would start twitching in my skin, like, why is he sweeping the floor? The the counters hadn't been done. And so there were times where I would speak up and say, hey, maybe don't sweep the floors until we wipe down the counters. And then contention would come. Here's another way. I can't make you happy, Lindsay. Like this is the dynamic, you guys, that goes on. And again, all of this has to do with we're a team. This isn't about compromise. This isn't about I'm doing it all and he's not doing enough. I'm not measuring my input compared to his input. It is such a quick, it's so easy to fall into that dynamic of relationship where you're measuring, you're tracking, you're keeping score, and it does not feel good. And it doesn't bring you into a partnership, into a becoming one all in 100% and 100%. That's the shift that you make in this, in this dynamic here. It is really looking at how are you together 100% and 100%. Now I'm going to note here, you're not measuring your partner's 100%. You're not measuring it because then we're back into tracking it. All you know is how you're showing up. When my husband isn't around and I got to shuffle kids, I'm not resenting him. I'm looking at what needs to be done for our family and am I able to do it? And if not, I pick up the phone and I do, I call my husband. I'm like, hey, might you be able to pick this kid up on your way home or shuffle someone here? Or when do you think you'll be leaving so that you can help me in these ways? And if he's able, guess what? He does it. And if he's not, he lets me know. And I am just grateful that he's working to provide for our family. And I'm going to tell you guys more often than not these days, I had to call my husband because it's like, I don't got anything for dinner. Things have gotten away from me. Can you bring something home for us? And I don't have a husband that sits there and goes, I've been working all day. What have you been doing? Why don't you have dinner on? Like not once has my husband ever said those words to me. I will tell you, I have had those thoughts about myself. I'd had those thoughts like I wonder if he's thinking this. I wonder if he has these complaints, right? Or what's going on with Lindsay at home all day? Like I've asked the question because I've had those thoughts thinking he might be thinking this of me being up in my own crazy brain, right? And come to discover that's not the case. He doesn't even look at it that way. He picks up the ball where the ball was dropped by me in creating dinner. It's not about him measuring or me measuring. It's about how we can help each other. And there are times, you guys, where my kids have cereal for dinner or one of my daughters will make a breakfast for dinner. All of it's acceptable. And it's not about you know, one person or another person doing or pulling their weight. It's about how do we come together as a team, as a partnership, as becoming one, 100% and 100% to make things work for our family. We are both, you guys, whole people. Individually, we are a whole person. No one completes you. And that's the point of of this dynamic and well-being and relationship. When you think someone has to bring their part in to complete the whole, you're going to experience pain. But when you're coming in 100% and they are responding to you in that same way, because that's what happens, I promise you that's what happens, as you shift and change the way in which you're showing up, your partner will in response to you. 
Okay. Because you're changing the way you do things. And that is what makes us so amazing. Okay. Third and final principle here, you guys, I'm sorry, this is going to be a longer episode. Principle three is all about exchanging your expectations for appreciation. Expectations, you've heard me say, are resentments waiting to happen. As you can hear from this episode, I lived in that space for way too long. This is the shift that is available to you when you start looking through a different lens, when you start really discovering where is your partner showing up in your relationship? What does that look like? When I sit there and I think about it in my own relationship, like my husband is totally showing up when it comes to providing for our family, for protecting. He wants to make sure everything's safe. He, he expresses concerns with safety all the time with me, depending on what's going on in our home, kids at play, sports, whatever it is. Like he expresses this with me. And I definitely take that in as input to process it and, and let him know how the day goes. But this is where I see my partner showing up. And when he is home, he serves, he helps around our house. And I'm going to tell you guys, there are times where my husband sees things and there's other times where he doesn't, and I don't make it wrong. I just appreciate that he's here with me and our family today. And I make requests all day long. My husband gets requests from me. Hey, do you think you can do this? When do you think you can do this? Like I'm making requests and I appreciate all that he is and all that he does. I'm not making it a battle or a fight and I'm not making him wrong. I'm just figuring out how to show up in my day-to-day of my relationships that is going to continue to build it up versus tearing it down. Okay. So to really improve the well-being of your relationship with your spouse, it is all about owning the way you think about them. It's going on in your head. What's going on in between your ears? Own your thoughts and start questioning whether or not those thoughts are serving you, whether that story is serving you. Here's the other thing. It's about becoming one. The more you can become one and be all in, 100% in in your relationship, you will make the adjustments that you need for the good of your relationship and your family. And the final one is exchanging your expectations for appreciations. When you have those expectations, you're destroying the foundation of your relationship floor and you want it to be immovable. And in order to do that, we ought to work on releasing those expectations and looking for those areas in which we can appreciate. I'm going to tell you, it's hard to resent people when you are in a place of appreciation for them. Try it next to impossible. If you are able to get into that place, then I promise you, your appreciations aren't genuine. They're not genuine and deep gratitude for what your spouse is or isn't doing. If you are having a relationship problem, or maybe there's something you continually struggle with in your relationship and you would like support, then I would like to invite you to participate in a free group coaching call that I am hosting on June 17th at 10 in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. So if that speaks to you and that works for you, then I would ask you to reserve your spot 
in the show notes, there will be a link to reserve your spot for Ask Lindsay. I think there are still two more spots that are available if this is something that you would like to do with me. So if you have a relationship struggle or problem and you are wanting support, let me put it this way. If you are ready to become the solution to your problems, then you want to be on this call with me. If you want to be the solution, get on this Ask Lindsay call that's happening on June 17th. Check the show notes for the details. Okay, you guys, I look forward to being back with you next week and I hope you have a wonderful week. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges, work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.